In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bravo Docket. And welcome back, Angela's voice. Yay! I mean, it's not totally better, but it's much improved from last time. (laughs) Um, Before we get into talking about Erica and the reunion and everything. I want to talk about or like announce here that we are going to be in the upcoming documentary that is airing on Hulu about Jen Shaw. We haven't officially said anything on the podcast. I think we were keeping it under wraps until we saw a trailer. But yeah, Angela and I got to be a part of that. Do you want to say anything about it? No, it was a cool experience. And we don't know the extent of how much we're actually included. We We're asked a ton of legal questions. And then, of course, you know, with our encyclopedic knowledge, they asked us a bunch of other things. So we don't know exactly what our role is in it, but we do know we are at least in it for some part of the time. And we're excited about it. Right. So, yeah, we like spent three hours doing all the legal analysis. But if that doesn't make it into the show, I still encourage you to listen to the Jen Shaw episode that we just re-released this past week. It basically has everything in it that we talked about when we did the recording. Listen to that episode. Go watch the documentary. There are a ton of legit lawyers in it, I'm sure. And the victims, I can't believe they got victims to speak. It's going to be really good. So we're just so grateful for the opportunity. Really cool. Really cool to be involved. All right. So let's get started talking about, oh, wait, before we get into the reunion, we need to talk about the Edelson versus Richards drama. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Because that that happened. happened, (laughs) Yeah. Like last week. Yeah. So, 
Richards, as we everybody knows, is the Ronald Richards, the attorney that is, how do you say it, prolific on Twitter. And he Vocal. had been tweeting nonstop. He has been replaced as special counsel. We don't have any specific reasons why, other than what Edelson said on Twitter. As Edelson, I will say, is much more demure on Twitter, but he did uh, definitely defend himself against Ronald Richards. And he, being Edelson, claims that Ronald Richards was fired by the trustee. Yeah. Do you want to explain like more, though? So it's alleged that Ronald Richards was working with Erica to kind of end her role in the bankruptcy by getting her to settle. And Edelson was trying to get his case unpaused so he could go after Erica for money that went to her, allegedly, from the Lion Air plane crash victims. And Ronald kind of like teamed up with Erica to oppose his motion. And Edelson was saying that it was because he was self-involved and or self-interested and like just wanted it to end so he could get his cut of the settlement with Erica. So, yeah, and it's not it's not always untoward for um, in multi-party litigation for parties who are on opposite sides to sometimes agree on a particular issue that aligns with both of their interests. However, it's it seemed to me to be very telling from reading Edelson's pleadings that he filed where Edelson had very very specific um and the parts of it were redacted as they should have been by law, but in Edelson's motion, he's saying, like, look, I have specific evidence that we've uncovered in, like, three days in the time that we had to look at it that shows that actually Erica's company, EJ Global, did specifically get money that could have only come from the Lion Air settlement funds. And they pointed this out to Ronald Richards. Ronald Richards and Erica were accusing Jay Edelson of saying like, okay, well, these um, settlement agreements for the Lion Air victims were unconscionable. So all of this money should go into the estate and basically accusing Edelson of uh, possible uh, disciplinary violations and ethical violations, which is absolutely not something that you can do. It is a, it is a set rule and it's well known that in ongoing litigation, you can't use ethical claims of ethical violations in an attempt to gain an advantage in litigation. That is a huge, big no-no. Um, Edelson came back and pointed that out, that that's what Erica's attorneys and also what Ronald Richards were trying to do. So this was really a lot of drama. But to me, the really fascinating thing was looking at Edelson's pleading and looking at how Edelson said, this money went into this account on this date. The only place this money came from was from the Lion Air settlement funds, that money that went into that account, into the Girardi account, then directly went to pay EJ Global's uh, credit cards and other things. And he's like, "There's this is a, this is a direct line that is easy to see." And these are Edelson's allegations from three days of forensic accounting that they did. And so that was one of his big issues was saying like, my claim should be allowed to proceed. We've already found all of this. Richards is self-interested in wanting this to be settled. So we don't think it's appropriate. Right, right. And like Richards was saying on Twitter, he was like, no, Erica didn't receive any of the Lion Air settlement funds. And Edelson was like, dude, look at my motion. Yes, she did. It was like he was blocking Edelson's alleged claims, like trying to block him to try and just like get it over with and end it. And you, you just can't do that. Like he's a he's a creditor. He has legit 
a legit complaint. And then and then suddenly it's like Ronald Richards has a tweet that says, like, I've loved working on this case, but I'm stepping down because I want to talk about it more on Twitter or yeah. something. And then Edelson retweeted it and was like, no, dude, you were fired. <laughs> he is being replaced or the trustee is seeking to replace Richards with um, another law firm. So he has been replaced. That motion was granted the last time I looked at the docket, I believe. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So he's been replaced. He's been replaced. Yeah. And then Edelson's case, in our last episode, we were talking about how he was trying to get it unpaused, like the stay lifted, Mm -hmm. and it was lifted. So now his case against Erica can proceed in the Northern District of Illinois. Yes. I mean, so any... Any other motions will be going on there in Chicago in that federal court, which is where the case was filed. So that's still going to be going on. Just against Erica, not against Tom. Tom's stuff is still in the bankruptcy, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I think it was the stay. They were trying to lift it just... Just against Erica? Against Erica. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right, too. But if not, that is a mistake, and we make mistakes... And if we make a mistake, feel free to email us. Now, Sessie is just going to edit this out if it's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do but no, check I do. Our... I do want to. I just do want to say it's been bothering me. If you find a mistake in our podcast, we are humans. We are allowed to make mistakes. We do put a lot of effort into it. Just send us an email. We'll correct it. And actually, we deal. have. We have gotten. Um, I think it was, and we were actually really grateful for it. We've gotten comments on our. Instagram and the emails saying like, hey, I think you guys got this wrong with the immigration thing. And then we've literally corrected an episode and re-uploaded it so that we put in the right information. We appreciate that kind of stuff. What's not helpful is if you leave an Apple review that we can't either respond to or we don't see because those don't those don't show when you leave an Apple review, it doesn't show up until like two weeks later sometimes. And so by then, it's like if you have a valid correction, we'd have, it's like it's already, the misinformation's already out there. Again, we work very hard to be accurate. We work very hard to make sure we are giving you guys correct information, but we're human. Even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. We're going to (laughs) make some mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) And you're allowed to make mistakes. Like um, I have a post-it note on my computer that says, aren't I allowed to make mistakes every once in a while? And it keeps me going. Anyway, <laughs> let's dive into the reunion. Yeah. So Red House was at Beverly Hills, four parts. Don't necessarily think it needed to be four parts. But also, it's really like this is just something I want to mention right off the bat. In a normal reunion series with like normal petty housewife fights or whatever, it's easy to transition from one petty housewife garbage fight to another petty housewife garbage fight in this reunion it was really difficult because it's like oh they're talking about all these really serious things with erica and then they're like so sudden your housekeeper <laughs> likes to throw shady your clothes and it's just really jarring <laughs> like and it's i mean i think this is not andy's fault because it's really it, this is an unusual circumstance but it was it almost felt like they should have separated the erica stuff completely from like mm-hmm. the normal things like sutton's ugly leather pants or whatever um crystals i'm sorry crystals i'm sorry sudden i'm sorry crystals ugly leather (laughs) pants which by the way i thought they looked great on crystal maybe not something i would have worn but i actually thought they looked really good on her no yeah Uh, they're super cute they're trendy yeah um yeah i think it should have been its own special but then again like erica's drama 
dominated the entire season. Everyone's yeah. storyline is kind of based off of her drama. Did as good of a job of it as they possibly could as far as far yeah. as like having to transition to those other different types of fights and then to, you know, Erica's yeah. stuff. To be fair, like I really zoned out this reunion. I tried. <laughs> I tried to pay attention. I really zoned out. It was just it was too long. Too long. I feel like the good stuff with Erica, there wasn't even good stuff with Erica. You know, I went into it knowing she wasn't going to give real answers because she can't. So I was really I feel like and there was a couple things. First of all, Andy is not a lawyer. He is a host and a producer, and he has to walk the fine line of asking things in a conversational way and bringing them up, but not being it's really not appropriate for him to be super adversarial with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I agree. I agree with that. And it's it's difficult. And there were a couple things that he did a really good job of. I think when he was questioning her about why didn't you leave? And she's like, well, you know, where was I going to go? And he's like, well, I know how much you make. And then, I mean, he did actually do a good job of pushing some of those things Um I think as far as he felt were reasonable. Obviously, all of us watching and then especially attorneys watching were like, oh, my God, why can't you just let me in there to <laughs> just ask a series yeah. of questions with all of the receipts that are there? I mean, I I got a little hot. I've got like a huge list of things um, just of her just lies. And yes, I'm calling Erica a liar because she lies consistently and that is the definition of a liar so i've got a a huge list of things that i can go off on um i mean one thing i'm curious about is do you think that she it was hard to tell the sequence of the questioning but i was wondering if andy really waited until the end of the day to ask her some of the tougher questions until she was tired and i'm not saying she was on meds but until some of the meds she possibly was on started to wear down. I mean, that is a lawyer tactic. We do that in depositions. We'll wait to ask the really tough stuff until we think the witness is tired and isn't going to put up as much of a fight. Like I thought in like the fourth episode, it did look like she was kind of wearing down a bit. Hmm. Yeah, her answers weren't as well-crafted as they were earlier no. in the reunion. So maybe, maybe. One thing, so like in our last episode, we talked about the IRS issues. If you haven't listened to that episode, I very much encourage you to go back and listen to it, even though my voice sounds like it's been filled with gravel. Ceci really did an excellent job. And I think we pointed out some really interesting things that are incredibly pertinent with Erica's tax returns that could indicate that she could be in trouble no matter where the money she got was coming from. Um, So we encourage you to listen to that. One thing I did want to point out, and this is something actually I think a um, a listener may have left and reminded me about. So it was the IRS does have an innocent spouse exemption. So if you are married and your husband has been diverting all of your funds and not paying taxes on them and paying for his mistress's lake house or whatever. And there's a big tax bill that's coming for you because he put all of that into an LLC and claimed it was a business expense or whatever. There is an innocent spouse exemption because this does happen and it happens unfortunately with some frequency. There's a series of factors for it. I think I'm going to link it on the website to the actual IRS site because I think it's interesting. <laughs> Just looking at the factors, it's like, did the money benefit 
the innocent the innocent spouse. Like in Erica's case, it would be very difficult for her to claim that exemption because all of the EJ Global money went directly to her benefit and she's the sole owner of that company. So it's really difficult for her to make any type of innocent spouse argument based on that exemption. This is not a circumstance where the husband is diverting funds and paying for other things and it didn't benefit the innocent spouse in any way. So I just wanted to point that out. So again, like Ceci was saying, that was a really helpful thing for a listener to point out, which we can then address. <laughs> and we appreciate that. There, I think I kind of want to go through like a rapid fire timeline. And this timeline is courtesy of our work. And then also Reddit user Defiant Detective 5, who really saved me a ton of time this week by posting this incredible timeline. Um, just before we get into like the reunion stuff, there is just just a couple rapid fire dates. So the Lion Air flight, this is the the widows and orphans that crashed on October 29th, 2018. Then January 22nd, 2019, the Law Finance Group sues Girardi and Keys alleging they failed to pay more than 15 million in loans. Um, they were supposed to hand over settlement proceeds to repay the loans. Then March 27th, 2019, on Watch What Happens Live, Erica is asked whether she needs whether she feels the need to cut back on her glam squad because of that big 15 million lawsuit against Tom. Erica says, and I quote, yeah, it's a lawsuit and I can't comment on it. It's a lawsuit and I pay my own bills. So now I don't. This is really interesting because she also says several times during the season, oh, I used an ATM for the first time like last year and all of my money went to Tom and I have no idea and blah, blah, blah. So, okay, whatever, Erica. March 24, 2019, 19, Erica's named as a defendant in the lawsuit filed by the Arizona lender. This is the lawsuit that Ceci and I have pointed out that Erica was named in and that she was served in. However, Tom did accept service on her behalf. But Erica, this is the first lawsuit Erica mentioned on the show, where she said that she asked Tom about it and he told her it was bullshit not to worry about it. She was personally named in that lawsuit. All right. And she was, Tom and Erica are served July 17, 2019 in that Arizona lawsuit. But again, Tom accepted service on Erica's behalf. All right. So by early 2020, Boeing reaches settlements with the crash victims from the Lion Air crash. Edelson, that's the attorney we talked about earlier, and Girardi Keys uh, represent the crash victims and the families. But months later, they're not getting the money. Late July 2020, Edelson PC says it finally gets to speak to Tom Girardi, who says he's been recovering from illness and he's made a mistake and that he's going to get them the money and puts them off, whatever. Late September of 2020, that's when we see the testimony of Tom talking about his stock portfolio of 50 million was all gone and he didn't know where it was and that he had maybe a couple thousand dollars in his own bank account. That's from the Rogomez case that, as Ceci and I pointed out, a judgment was entered in. It's not alleged. The reason why Tom was testifying and providing that deposition, that is a examination of someone that owes a debt. That's because a judgment was entered in that case. So it was found by a court of law that Tom had not paid Rogomez his settlement payments. That's not alleged. That's that's not alleged. That's a victim. Yeah, that's, absolutely. It, that's a legitimate victim. And then he legitimately testified that he didn't have the money. So that's not like there's so when Eric is saying on the reunion, 
Well, you know, if anything's found out that my husband, who's been accused of stealing this money and doing if that's been found out, you know, how am I supposed to feel with him being accused of that? And if it's true, then yes, they should they should get things. Okay, well, there's several instances where it has been proved that it is, in fact, true. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not that's not a thing. Then on November 3rd, 2020, Erica files for divorce from Tom. This is, again, after Erica is saying on the show four years for her whole five years or whatever on the show. Oh, Tom is the best and I love him and he supports me and that's all I've ever wanted and he's the best and blah, blah, blah. And our marriage is great and we've been together for 20 years and whatever. Um, Whatever. She files for divorce November 3rd, 2020. December 2nd, 2020, Edelson sues Erica, Tom Girardi, and Girardi Keese, accusing them of scheme to embezzle money from the Lion Air Flight 610 settlements. Uh, That's where the divorce is called a sham. On December 14th, 2020, the federal judge freezes Tom's assets. That's what we saw on the show with Dorit and all of them talking about, I think they're in Tahoe, uh, how the, were they in Tahoe? Yeah. No, it was in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. That's when they were in um, Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Dorit's like, you know, I had my assets frozen. It was just because of something my husband did and it was awful. December 17th, the LA Times article comes out that was apparently too wrong, too long for them to read, except for Sutton, who I love her nickname of Fancy Drew. So late December, early January, the involuntary bankruptcies are filed, and those are against Tom and uh, Girardi Keys. And Erica, because Erica and Tom are still married, and because California is a community property state, Erica, although she says she's not in bankruptcy, yes, she's not a named party, but there really isn't any way for her to avoid the bankruptcy. She is in bankruptcy. She's just not a named party in the pleading, if that makes sense. Well, no, she's not. She's not filing for bankruptcy. No, she's not going through bankruptcy proceedings, but she's involved because she was married to him. Yeah. She like in the in the personal bankruptcy, she is going through bankruptcy proceedings because she's a joint debtor. So it's like. It's, I, I feel like Erica plays a lot of word games. Okay, yes, you're not a named party in the bankruptcy, but you, your husband of 20 years who you're not divorced from yet in a community property state where there's no prenup and you are jointly responsible for the debts is in bankruptcy. So, I mean, there's no way for you to escape. She can't escape the bankruptcy. There's no, you can't, you know, she can't get away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense to listeners. So just a note on Erica's finances. Erica is estimated to earn as much as $600,000 a year from Bravo alone. She previously had sponsorship deals with Fenty, Too Faced, Shoe Dazzle. She, for whatever it's worth, was at some point a New York Times bestselling author. She was in the Chicago, you know, in Broadway before the pandemic hit. And she is now living in a... Three-bedroom home paying probably close to $10,000 a month in rent. So she's paying for things now, even though she claims she could never leave. But, 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 like the Chicago money would be part of the community property, right? Because that She made that while they were married. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think she's getting a portion of her $600,000 right now. There haven't been any garnishments of her wages that we know of. No, no, no. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying the only money that she legitimately has access to because of the bankruptcy should be what, or like that is untouched by the bankruptcy should be what she's making after her date of separation. 
Yes. Do you know yeah. do you know what I mean? So yeah. she's only getting a portion of her salary that is untouched by the bankruptcy. You know you get what I mean? Yeah, but I because don't think she's garnishing filed... anything yet. I don't think anything. that no no no. I yeah, I don't mean they're garnishing. Like so November November sixth, I think it was, she filed for bankruptcy. If she's making six hundred thousand dollars a year, she only gets like her December salary is untouched, but everything she made before then is part of the community property. Yes, yes. Assuming yes. they find Assuming. in the divorce that that is the date, the actual date of separation. Right. Yeah, I just want to clarify that because, like, when she said six hundred thousand dollars, it's like, oh wow, that's a lot of money. But if it's embroiled in the bankruptcy proceedings, she yeah. really doesn't have access to that much money. I mean, Tom might need spousal support. He is going to need long term care. If he really does have severe Alzheimer's, so mm-hmm. she could she could possibly owe him. <laughs> God, my cough's coming back. Spousal support. <laughs> my Schadenfreude is coming back with my cough. <laughs> it's Erica. Erica's Erica's coming for you. She just put a hex on you right mid sentence. I claim none of that. <laughs> Erica cannot come for me. She has way more important things to worry about and. Like, I feel good. I feel like I've got Jesus on my side here, so I'm not real worried about it. Also, do you need to make me go get my holy water? Like, I keep holy water next to my perfume in the bathroom. I'm Catholic. Stop. (laughs) I do. You never know. Something I forgot to mention with the Richards thing is that he he was arguing, like, now Erica's never going to settle because now she has to keep paying for legal fees. And I was like... Oh, that's pro- that's a good point. Okay, she was know? gonna have to keep paying for legal fees anyway. Like that's not like yeah, but he was not like, a thing. This will take one off her plate, you know? No, I don't know. No, he's just trying to make Edelson feel bad. It's I I <sighs> yeah, I'm not I'm not okay. So, Ceci, let's talk about some of Erica's reunion denials. Um, do you want to talk about the Erica's? denial of the 20 million dollars into her account yeah yeah so i really want to talk about this because i remember when accusations of her company receiving a 20 million dollar loan it first came out it was 20 million dollars right yeah and i was like where did they get this 20 million dollars from because now in the proceedings against her filed by the trustee in the firm bankruptcy they keep saying like 25 million dollars not 20 25 and i'm like wait are these different monies like is it different Accounts? I don't know. I was just, you know how numbers get to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same quote unquote loan. It's just via more accurate accounting, it's $25 mm-hmm. million. And I don't, she was definitely playing word games because she was like $20 100%. million did not go into my account. And it could have been that it was actually $25 million. <laughs> But she, I think what she was trying to say is that she wasn't personally handed that money. And that's also been claimed in her answer yeah. to the proceedings. That yeah. she didn't personally get the deposit in her hand. Like, she wasn't handed stacks of cash, which is the word game. Like, no. Okay, yeah, you wouldn't get a bundle of hundreds. But it's alleged that there were transfers into your LLC and it was used to pay your your glam squad, your lavish you lifestyle. This, right. Again, listen to our our previous episode to this, the Erica, because we explain this in detail. This is the uh, piercing the corporate veil alter ego thing. Erica was the sole 
owner of EJ Global LLC. And so she is trying to say that she is shielded by that corporation, i.e. shielded by the corporate veil. And the creditors, Edelson, all the other people are saying, no, that's a sham that like you can't have this corporate fiction protect you from the fact that Girardi Keys, a law firm, was paying for your vanity project and then, oh, you started an LLC, so it's fine. That's what mm-hmm. these legal concepts are for. We talk about those in our previous yeah. update episode. Yeah. Like if we were there or if any attorney was there asking her <laughs> this, like if if Andy would have said the 20, like, let's talk about the $20 million you received. And she was like, no, I didn't receive $20 million. If an attorney was there, it'd be like, oh, actually, what about the $25 million that your LLC received? You know, Correct. like yeah. would, there would have been like a follow up to really pin her down. Isn't and get it the true, Erica, and, like, that over the span of this many years, your LLC received amounts of blah, 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 that total $25 million. And isn't it true that those amounts were credited as a loan, i.e. they are a receivable and you signed those tax returns. Wouldn't you agree? You know, like, yeah, it would be yeah. stuff and like wasn't that. that. There wasn't like the follow up because she was she was she was trying to like put one put one over on Andy, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely put one over. I don't even know the the phrase. It's a Friday night. It's, a, it's Friday. Just, <laughs> it's Friday. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> so the, in, the point is, Sessie and I think her comments at the reunion about 20 million didn't go into my account. That's not true. And my attorneys wrote to page six and blah, blah, blah. And the LA Times and asked for a correction. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't gotten on Reddit and you haven't read the AMA, which is the Ask Me Anything from the LA Times reporters who specifically discussed this, we encourage you to do so and we'll put a link to it on our website. They categorically deny that. And then they also state correctly, how could she ask for a correction when we simply reported what was in court records? So that her deflection on that, also complete garbage. Again, if an attorney had been there to say that, they would say, well, Erica, isn't it true that this was in court records? Isn't it also true that you, you know, there's no basis for asking for a correction? Like, I I think she outright lied about that because I don't think attorneys would write letters asking for corrections on things which they know cannot be retracted or corrected. I mean, attorneys yeah. aren't journalists, but it's like, I don't think they would waste their time doing that if there's no, there's no point in writing the letter. So, I mean, maybe some would to bill hours, but I don't... <laughs> I, a reputable attorney probably would not. So the <laughs> the other thing that she said at the reunion was when she was asked by Andy, which was a good question, that people believe that when you were talking about Tom's car accident and his brain injury, that you were attempting to somehow control the narrative or change the story to say that any type of uh, appropriation, misappropriation of funds or of settlement payments that he was accused of was done because of his uh, brain injury and his, you know, dementia or whatever. And she uh, said no, and that she's not a doctor. And she was just, you know, saying what she saw. However, she was very specific on when in that scene where she's talking to 
Garcelle. And then also in the scene when she is at the dinner table with everybody and she's recounting that whole nonsense car accident story that still has never made any sense to this day, no matter how many times she retells it. She's very specific. She uses a catchphrase. She uses, she says TBI. And in brain injury litigation, that's traumatic brain injury, that's an acronym that's used. She's familiar with it. Kimberly Archie discusses the traumatic brain injury litigation that Tom had going on. That's a that's a real uh, specific. And she was very specific. She's like noticing like, you know, he if you remember from watching the show, she talked about how, you know, he just was not himself and he would repeat things. And it was very clear that she was trying to make a case that he did have a brain injury three years before uh, she filed for divorce or whatever, and that that was part of the issue. So he kind of, Andy did press her a little bit about on that, but like, I felt like she kind of got away with it just by saying, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just reporting. Um, Also, I mean, for someone who's not a doctor, she certainly made the call to refuse anesthesia on the basis of Tom's traumatic brain injury. So she certainly felt like she was um, competent enough to do that. Like PK was saying, like, oh, no, do the ankle. (laughs) Don't do the brain. Do the ankle. Now, she, again, she says she didn't leave because where was she going to go? But she did leave and she started a new company. She rented a house. Like the new company she started was like the pretty mess or whatever. She rented a house. She obviously was able to set up her own bank accounts. She was able to get her monies from Bravo transferred over to her name. So all of her excuses for not leaving earlier. I, do you th- is there any of them that make sense to you, Ceci? No, I guess... There might be a narrative that she's trying to put out that I don't know if I even want to touch this, but that she was being controlled in a way. And I think maybe she felt like she couldn't leave psychologically. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, I have met women that I in the practice of law, I have met people um, that I think that that is 100 percent accurate. It does not, if she was being controlled, how did she end up in Chicago, like, performing? Like, like how? Well, I, her narrative is that he controlled all of their finances. So maybe she felt, I don't know, maybe she felt blind to that. Maybe she felt like without having control of over that, she really couldn't go anywhere. I, I don't, I just, I'm not buying it i especially like when this stuff was first coming out i definitely i think had a lot more leeway for erica because i have seen so many circumstances where spouses have no idea and they're completely innocent they have no idea what their husband or wife has been doing um and i i really did i mean it's i think the video is still up on our instagram of me making arguments to give her the benefit of the doubt like from when this stuff first started coming out but I, it just, again, I just go back to Bethany's statement that you can't be smart and play dumb at the same time. She has been, you know, we saw her negotiating her book deal. We saw her. Yeah, do- I kind of feel like her, her, I'm smart and badass and like, I know everything. It's all a front. It's all fake. I think really she's this lonely, now I'm going in on her psychologically, <laughs> lonely, lost 
incapable woman. I really do. Um, And that's not to sympathize with her because I still think she legitimately signed that stuff and legitimately got the money. But Tom seems fucking awful to me. Okay. I, that's fine. But it's like, it's like, I don't think she stayed because she was afraid. I don't think she stayed because she was being controlled. No, no. She stayed I think she's because lonely. everything was being paid for. And she she's had not as she... smart as she lets on. Yeah. And she did not have control over. She had no complaints about anything Tom was doing ever. Like she didn't. She it didn't. was a front though. It was, it's, she's okay. all a front. She's all fake. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Here's <laughs> what I'm saying. Think, like everything she said on the show was fake. I like she's... that's, I'm not going to argue with that. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is that. There was no motivation or incentive for her to leave until the money ran out or was running out. Oh, yeah. I mean, the law firm was paying for her Lambo. The law firm was funding Erica Jane. The law firm was literally paying for everything she could ever possibly want. She allegedly the law firm paid for all of her, all of her friends, all the people that she surrounded herself with are people she paid like all of her, you know, glam squad and her entourage. Those were right. So there was no, I mean, you can say she was lonely, but she was paying for people. I mean, without that, she's nothing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, without that, she is literally nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, now she's, like, building herself up. But without all that, who is she? You know, all she gave us on the show was Glam Squad. Without that, she's nothing. So I think, I think, wow, I keep, I'm, like, I still keep going in psychologically. I think she was, like, afraid because she doesn't know who she is. I mean, yeah, we got to go back on the reality is and talk to them about because they are the best at like talking about it's, the reality is, is a podcast that and I both love. We've appeared on it. They are fantastic. Um, and they're so good. <laughs> we at, probably could have been on there for like six hours. Yeah, I, I like did not want to stop talking to them. Like, first of all, I love hearing them laugh at each other's jokes and they're so insightful. Like I listen to their podcast and I literally feel smarter. Like I feel like my emotional intelligence has gotten higher um which is really really comforting as an attorney i especially encourage (laughs) attorneys to listen to it because we don't get to uh really um our brains just don't have the opportunity to work that way with our jobs like you have to be so analytical so it's like it's almost like giving my brain like a nice cool bath in like (laughs) like Mm -hmm. an emotional intelligence exercise but um yeah like yeah i, I think i have saying. like a, a flaw though where i try and figure out why someone behaves the way they do some people Always. are just awful like, sassy i'm older i'm old and so i know that <laughs> yeah that's how my boyfriend feels about the world he's like some people are just bad people but i just i don't know i have to find a reason yeah and maybe i'm giving her too much credit and maybe a little too much sympathy but i still think she's awful i, <laughs> I want to emphasize that i just i think there's I don't think that relationship was very good. I no, I think she here's my thing. I think that she actually did care for Tom. I think she respected him, which is actually I think she had genuine respect for Tom. Do I think he, you know, treated her appropriately all the time? No. Do I think that he maybe was dismissive of her at times? Yes. I mean, they have a huge, massive age difference. He probably didn't treat her in any way as like a contemporary. But like, I think she 100% respected Tom. I think she, I actually think that she did care for him. My 
thing is it's like, okay, either you left him because he ran out of money or you left him because he had dementia. And now he's you you abandon him to deal with all of this stuff alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Legal team. Have you guys been on Quince's website recently? I shopped on there like three years ago for the first time and bought myself a bunch of cashmere sweaters. I lived in the black cashmere sweater, lived in it. And I hadn't shopped on there for a while because my cashmere sweaters lasted for a really long time. But I decided to go back on there and oh my gosh, have they completely expanded everything that they offer. The workwear, they have washable silk. And I mean, it's so affordable. I also shared with you all that I'm recently engaged and I'm in the middle of wedding planning. So anytime I'm shopping, I'm thinking about wedding, 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 wedding. And they have everything I need for the wedding. I just booked my honeymoon. We're going to go to Southeast Asia. It's going to be hot there. And I've been looking for good linen pieces. Guess what? Quince has good linen pieces and they start at only $30. Then I'm like, okay, we need to get our wedding bands. You know who has fine jewelry now? 14 karat gold quince. So I send the link to Avery and I'm like, you have to get your wedding band from here. It's affordable and it looks just like any other wedding band. I mean, it looks great. Another thing I'm doing, again, I have wedding on the brain. I want to look my best. So I'm like, okay, I really want cute little matching sets to go work out in. It's the only way I can get motivated. I have to like wear a cute little matching set. I've gotten really into Pilates and guess what? Quince has the matching sets. They look identical to matching sets I've already purchased from another sports brand. They have the same thing. And at a fraction of the cost, I was able to get two tops and one pair of pants for the same price that I could only get one set at this other sportswear place. I mean, come on. Quince is just killing it. If you've shopped there before, it's time to go back on again. They have just completely expanded the categories of goods that they have to offer. They're not just all about cashmere sweaters anymore. They have got a ton of stuff, and I highly recommend you go check it out. If you're ready to go try out Quince, go to quince.com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is an amazing guarantee on their goods. So go check it out. I highly recommend it, guys. I am excited to see her without this money, though. 
Like, uh, she, even though she, I hate her, I don't really don't want her to be on the show anymore. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see who she is. I don't think we'll ever see who she is. No, yeah, that's fair. I think we should take a little break and listen to some words from a sponsor. All right. So we've talked about some of her statements on their reunion and our kind of lawyer responses to them. I want to talk about how so lying by omission is still lying. There are specific legal claims even that are based on this concept. So it's called fraud by omission. If there is a material fact that you know, that you know that another person would base a decision or something on and you fail to reveal that fact, that is fraud by omission. And that is an actual legal claim. I'm not saying that like what anything Erica did is something we could sue her over because we've been defrauded, but I'm saying that's still lying. Like, so you can't just be like, oh, well, I didn't reveal stuff, so I didn't lie. That's, I don't agree that that's how that works. When she was asked about the victims, her response was, and I quote, understood. However, understand this. We are a long way from understanding what is going on here. I loved my husband. Now he is allegedly defrauding widows, orphans, and burn victims. How do you think I feel? Horrible. If anyone in these cases is proven wronged, I want them remedied despite what you may have read. So here's, <laughs> we've already kind of discussed this a little bit, but she's talking about widows and orphans. Okay, those are the plane crash victims. That's from the Lion Air case. And Tom admitted to that. The federal judge found him in contempt also for not paying that. So that's not an alleged victim that happened. Burn victims. That's for Gomez. Anybody that watched the first Hulu special, The Housewife and the Hustler, he has a judgment, an enforceable judgment. A court of law has said that that is a victim that Tom stole his money. So even in this where she's supposed to be like addressing like how she feels bad for the alleged victims, she calls them alleged. They're not alleged. Even the ones she mentions are not alleged. So that infuriated Sessie and I. We did an Instagram post about it. We posted on Twitter. You can't, this is not alleged. Even the ones she mentioned. It infuriated, in, uh, it infuriated a lot of people. I want to note, we have like really, really smart listeners. I oh feel my God, like they're we so probably smart. have the smartest listeners out of any podcast. But like everyone, when we asked for questions, was like, please explain the alleged thing again. This is not alleged. And it's like... Yeah, we get you. We are angry with you. Um, <laughs> it's like, you yeah. are correct. You're, I, I yeah. was so, when we asked for listener questions, I was so impressed with the depth of insight, intelligence, and like just general acumen as to like the questions that needed to be asked. And they were so good. Like y'all, our listeners are smart and we are very impressed with you. So we just want you to know that. Yeah. And we'll get to the listener questions in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Just as a preview. So that just we're clearing that up. And then uh, when she was asked about being named in lawsuits from victims to, you know, collect money, she becomes instantly sarcastic and dismissive and says, quote, I am being sued by people who think I have some magical pot of gold at the end of some rainbow. OK, there that is so dismissive so dismissive of the people who were robbed so first of all this is not i want to i want to talk about this again because this is as attorneys it horrifies us the absolute worst thing an attorney can do is steal money from the person that he is supposed to be he or she is supposed to be seeking justice for they again they talk you don't even commingle funds 
if you're unclear about this, listen to our Jersey versus Girardi episode where we go into this in detail. But Erica's statement about this, I am being sued by people who think I have some magical pot of gold at the end of some rainbow. Like she is basically saying there, these people are so stupid. They think that I have something that like something of theirs. Well, okay. The fact that she can act that way when she's walked around on TV for five, six years now, flaunting all of her wealth, writing songs called It's Expensive to Be Me, and like wearing rings that cost $125,000, talking about how she has two jets, flying her glam squad, saying, oh, I spend $40,000 a month on glam. The fact that she can be dismissive of people who think that she has assets from her husband is infuriating because that is 1,000% reasonable. I'm just like yelling The now. thing is like, <laughs> I'm just yelling. She, I know. <laughs> you go, girl. You rant. Um, the thing is, though, like she would have a pot of gold if she didn't spend it. <laughs> she would literally have a pot, of, you know, like yeah. if she $25 million is what is being alleged that she spent from the firm. Yeah. She would have a friggin pot of gold if she didn't spend it. So it's just like. Yeah, of course you don't have a pot of gold because you fucking spent it. Oh, she still has stuff. I mean... Well, yeah, she has. She definitely has stuff. But take all of what she spent, add it up. That's where it is, Erica. Yeah. Erica, we watched you. There's no... But she, like, it's so... People that... Tom's victims were already victimized by some other circumstance. That's why they went to Tom, because they wanted justice and they'd been hurt or had terrible damages in some way. So they they were already victims once. And then they were victimized by their lawyer. And then yeah. they have this woman on TV trying to act like they're stupid for thinking that she might have assets that belong to her husband. Like, it's yeah. so egregious. And I almost feel like we've gotten used to her acting that way. Okay, here's another reason why I am so like hot right now is because (laughs) I am, I am like on fire right now. I happened to look at like stumble across. It was on Queens of Bravo, a clip where Erica, and this is from the, like the zoom real housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, where Erica lays into Denise for like saying like Denise is trying to make them look bad. Like, and just going after Denise and I watched that clip before I sat down to record this, and I just got it. It just got very fired up. Um, maybe I'll post that on our website too, the link to it because it was on Queens of Bravo's Twitter, and so you can watch it and be just as mad as I am. <laughs> <laughs> like it really lit a fire for me to like go just lay into Erica. Okay. The next thing that I want to rant about um, at the reunion, Erica self-importantly states that she showed up and LVP didn't when Andy was trying to question her about, you know, don't you think that maybe there's a double standard here with the level of questioning that uh, LVP got about selling a radar online story, which, by the way, who fucking cares? Everyone knows I'm an LVP stan at this point, so I don't hide that. I'm, you know, I disclose that. Um, but. Like, even if LVP did do that and then wasn't truthful about it, who fucking cares? Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's not even a that's not some sort of terrible sin. Um, But so Erica says, well, I showed up and LVP didn't. No one pointed out that 
Erica is showing up because she is in desperate need of a paycheck. LVP doesn't in any way need a paycheck from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She has all of her own monies, all of her own restaurants. She has her, you know, Vanderpump rules. She doesn't, she has her own show. Like, she doesn't need to show up. There's no reason for her to show up. Same with Denise. Same with Denise. Yeah. Same with Denise. So, you know, (laughs) I, I would have loved to have yeah erica you went to you went to work yeah you went to your job you you have to be here because you need to pay your attorney's fees and you're gonna need to probably pay the irs so you and with denise she didn't she was helping the show yeah you know she was absolutely helping the show one of the things ceci and i are working on too is a series where we use real housewives arguments to explain uh, different types of logical fallacies and arguments. I am currently working on one, and this is going to be posted on our our YouTube, which, by the way, we are also, this is a treat, posting on our YouTube, our very first YouTube video, and it is explaining Jen Shaw's money laundering charges. And so we explain what money laundering is, and it's kind of a supplement to our podcast. We'll tell you more about that stuff later. But One thing I want to point out now is it was infuriating that nobody pointed out the logical fallacy in Erica's argument when she was questioned about how, okay, it's not unreasonable for your friends to be supportive of you, but then also still have questions about what's going on. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like, I can be friends with Ceci and still, you know, question her about something that happened that I don't understand or a choice that's made mm-hmm. or ask Sessie a question of, hey, you know, I heard this about you. Is it true? Like, that's that doesn't those things aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Like, Erica has this almost like either you're with me or you're against me and you are not allowed to ask a question and still be seen as supportive of her. But no one no one was pointing that out. Like, that was... Oh, no, but she said she welcomes questions. <laughs> but... Andy did. Like, everybody did try. It, I, I will give them credit. They did yeah. try to point out that, well, when they ask you a question, it doesn't go well. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's like, what we want you to do is quit acting like a petulant... I don't... I'm not going to I'm not going to call our names. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to like put the setting on this as explicit. <laughs> I'm not going to call our names. I I stopped myself because that's not who I am. But we'd like you to stop being petulant and recalcitrant like and insolent. How about that? Use vocabulary Girl. words. <laughs> yeah, get her with your dictionary. <laughs> Use vocabulary words. So um that's what we want. Okay. Then when she's questioned about, I really do wish someone had cross-examined her about her, the, and then, you know, Tom well, she Pass- might She might be cross-examined well, at some point. I mean, so. like, at the reunion, but, like, when she's, yeah. like, and they were trying to ask her about, like, her crazy nonsense um, uh, statement to Kyle, and she's like, you know, when Tom's house is broken into, and, you know, he, uh, we had to call the police, and there's a burglar, and then my oh son. Oh, my God. I love that quote. I love the one I'm gonna where. I'm going to print it out and put it on the wall. I'm not kidding. Like, Oh, my God. It's so, what, the meme where it's her and Jen Shaw is, like, on the phone in yeah. the van. And they're like, <laughs> listen to me. What you're going to say is Tom's <laughs> house was broken into. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Erica's, re- but Erica's response was, 
I will not talk about why it was snowing. Okay, you talked about the fact that it was snowing on the show. So here's the other infuriating thing. Why isn't she showing up? Yeah. She claims she shows up. Oh, you're showing. Yeah, show no up? one pointed out. Okay, well, you're saying you're showing up. You are trying to shade LVP for not showing you're just, up. You're just and a ha- body. And you're, you're just not saying, giving us anything. Yeah. You're just sitting there. The fact yeah. that Mary Cosby, Mary Cosby, who, again, we have another episode about. I very much encourage you to listen to it. Mary Cosby yes. talked about an accident on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that was verified immediately. So if Mary Cosby can talk about a very easily verifiable auto accident, why can't Erica? Are you talking about the one where she was like talking about it in front of the children? Yeah, I mean, it was um, the whole thing. The whole scene Whitney's was completely kids. nuts, <laughs> completely insane. However, she's like, this- and then he died. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But you know what? Everything Mary said about that accident was accurate and immediately verified, like easily verified. But Erica can't. Th- no, there hasn't been a single auto accident that Eris, Erica's talked about that has any verifiable facts. Not one. Not one. Which, by the way, California Highway Patrol, you get in an accident, like it gets reported. Like accidents are reported. Um, but not not if they involve anyone in Erica's family. They're they're just it's a mystery. So, but Mary Cosby has verifiable auto accidents, which by the way was a horrible tragedy. But it it again. So uh, Mary Cosby can do it, Erica. Why can't you? That's my point there. <laughs> so all right, my next my next rant. Erica, going after Sutton, people are not going to listen to our show for this. It's just this this woman yelling the whole time. All right. Erica, going after Sutton. Erica's, um, you know, like she won't apologize to Sutton and she calls Sutton horrible names. And then she like talks to Sutton. She's like, you know, well, why don't you just give me the name of that attorney that left Tom's firm? Because that would help me. Help me. And Sutton, being a gracious Southern woman, is like, okay, I'll help you. You know, I'll I'll find out the name and I'll give it to you. Which Sutton don't, but also... Yeah, piss off. Don't do that, yeah, Sutton. Sutton don't. But also, like, I can't think of a single way that that would help Erica except give mm-hmm. her a finger to point at someone else. Like... Also, she has the motions that we talked about in our last episode from the former partners that say we left because, you know, right. this was we knew that Tom was taking funds. So just use that. What do you mean? Yeah, it does. What I do you mean you need this person's name. David Lira. Go talk to your. What is it? Her brother-in-law? I Go talk so. to him. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I, I think she's hoping it's somebody else that maybe knew something and then didn't reveal it. And then she can like sue them for negligence. And then because it's, you know, what? I don't know. She's I just I don't. Well, see- we have those two declarations. Just use that if she needs it. But I, I don't know. Okay. Help me. Yes, Erica, you're the victim. <laughs> you need the help. All right. Rant continuing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that like scene where she's like it pauses dramatically and stares up in the air. And it's like I when when Andy asked her, like, well, have you asked him if he did it? And she said, I asked him, why am I? Why? Why would you? It, it's not OK. Why would you leave me with millions of dollars in lawsuits pointed at me? And then Andy Cohen, quote, did you ask him if he stole from these people? Erica, quote. Andy, he doesn't even acknowledge anything. None of it. It doesn't matter what he says because he's incompetent. So I'm holding the effing bag. End quote. 
This is direct quote from Erica from the reunion, right? So that's not true, first of all, in a court of law. Now, there's rules of evidence. There's the criminal resource manual. There's all kinds of things in determining competency and conducting a hearing. And just because a witness has been deemed incompetent doesn't mean that they can't speak or testify under oath in a court of law. That's not necessarily true. So that doesn't necessarily like Erica said, like she was trying to say that Tom, you know, is just going to get away with everything and is not ever going to have to testify in court or whatever. I do not believe that that is accurate. And again, Erica is not an attorney. So also, that doesn't mean that if there is a judgment against him, or which there is, like we've pointed out, that right. he can't pay it back. You know, his right. brother is his conservator right now and is managing his accounts, his assets, his medical decisions, similar to how Britney Spears was in a personal and estate right. uh, conservatorship, which she no longer is free Britney. Woo-hoo. But her his brother is kind of like acting as him in the personal bankruptcy and can give them the money if, you know, like he has control of the accounts. So it's not like Tom, everything he has suddenly goes away and because he's he's mentally incompetent, you know, right. like they can still get money from him. So that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. She did that as a deflection and it it does not make sense. Um, OK, I'm going to say this is my last bit of my rant (laughs) but this is what the people wanted so well i feel like like the rant i feel like everyone is feeling similar feelings to me all right so this is again andy asks erica if she will apologize to sutton for threatening sutton at kathy's dinner erica says well let me explain let me explain here's what i was saying and then kyle richards is like yeah, I don't think anyone understood what you're saying. It's like, shut up, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Kyle. Um, Although I don't hate Kyle. Oh, except I kind of like Kyle now. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I've never, everybody, like, I I guess on Reddit, like, she's very disliked. I actually don't dislike Kyle. I like her. Yeah, I don't actively dislike her. Yeah. Yeah, she does. I don't know. I mean, in a sometimes. I'm going to take LVP's side, but like, I don't actively despise Kyle. I think she made the wrong choice in that feud. But like, and I can see why people are annoyed by her. But I also, there's a lot of things I really like about Kyle and enjoy about her. And I, yeah. And on the girls trip, she comes across so much more likable. I'm going to end my rant now with this last thing. All right. Because this is a big one. So uh, Andy asked Sutton, she'll apologize for threatening Sutton at Kathy's dinner. Erica's like, I'll tell you what that one's about. And she says the threat was that she wouldn't give Sutton grace when something came up about Sutton on the show. And Erica's like, you know, everyone has something going on. This year, it's me. Next year, it might be Sutton. And I'm not going to give Sutton the grace that she wouldn't give me about not asking me questions. That is uh, garbage. Um, Erica said, quote, you ever call me a liar again, I'm coming for you. And then Erica at that dinner specifically pointed out that like, you know, Tom ain't here, but he's not dead, honey. Like she was obviously threatening Sutton with lawsuits. She was threatening Sutton with legal action. She was not saying she was she was like basically saying, I'm going to send Tom after you. Like not basically like she threatened her. She threatened Sutton like and nothing scares rich people more than lawsuits. I know I'm a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Like. 
<laughs> she was. Yeah, at- but let's be real. Erica can't afford another lawsuit. So no, but it's fine. <laughs> but no one knew that at the time. Like no one knew yeah. the extent of what was going on at the time. Like at the time of Kathy's dinner, like it was still incredibly unclear as to what was going on and everything like the like the yeah. like Tom had not been declared incompetent yet. Like none of that had happened yet. Yeah. So it yeah. was yeah. But I I kind of understand what Erica said at the reunion. Now watching the girls' trip episodes. Mm. Which, because by the way, in the that fourth show episode, is it's so good. So good. So I apologize if people haven't watched the fourth episode yet. I just have to bring it up. They were all talking about how, like, they make packs. Not They didn't use these words. With their friends to not bring up certain things. And someone said to Kyle, they were like, oh, like the Erica stuff. If she asked you not to bring it up, you wouldn't bring it up, right? And so it seems like they have, like, negotiated what they'll bring up and what they won't bring up with friends. Yeah. And if someone brings it up on camera, that, like, ruins friendships. And so I think Erica initially was mad with Sutton for bringing it up on camera with specifics. But she definitely did threaten her with a lawsuit at that dinner. So she's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But now getting that insight, it's like, oh. Like, I didn't realize Luann was pissed at Bethany for bringing it up on camera. You know, yeah. like, it's a whole well, other layer. Yeah, and Luann was like, I, it, at least a warning so you can prepare yourself. Just like Rinna was like admitted at the last Beverly Hills reunion that she 100% gave Erica a heads up about everything that they were going to ask her about. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's, I do like that those, they're finally acknowledging that there's these packs. And I think that was like, really great to see on the show and like have some of that like subtext pointed out because we all kind of know it and we all talk about it but like having them actually admit to it and discuss it and kind of break the fourth wall which is what that episode was called was great so 10 to 10 yeah. recommend yeah. <laughs> Ultimate yeah i think erica just wished that like sutton had given her a heads up before bringing it on camera in that special meeting but it did not warrant that no she was straight threat. up threatening her she was. Oh my god, she was horrible with litigation, at the dinner. everything else. Like so, I, I, again, Erica was telling a partial truth. Does do those types of agreements happen? Would she like have preferred her to talk to her in a different way, like you know, off camera, whatever? Yes, but at that dinner, she was absolutely threatening Sutton. And yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I said the last one was the final, but I have one more thing. <laughs> To, with the rant. Okay. Uh, Garcelle and Andy, via Queens of Bravo, uh, pointed out that no one called Erica a bully, despite the fact that, as Ceci and I have both discussed, she was absolutely threatening lawsuits, threatening all kinds of things, and being an outright bully. However, Garcelle gets called a bully by uh, Dorit. So Erica's response is, oh, so, quote, it's okay to call someone a liar. Okay, first of all, Erica, you are a liar. You lie. You have lied. You've lied multiple times. That's what a liar does. Second of all, that does not answer the question. Like, Erica was being a bully. And that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that it was unfair that Garcelle was called a bully and no one else there was. Especially Erica, who was the one that was being a bully all season when she felt backed into a corner. So 
it's they let her get away with that argument because she's just deflecting. She's like just she's set up basically like a straw man argument saying like it's okay to call someone a bully or, or call someone a liar. And it's like that's not what we're talking about. Like that's not the argument we're attacking. Like it's that's not the point. So okay, my rants are over now. I feel better <laughs> actually. <laughs> Good. Good. This was Angela's <laughs> therapy session about Erica. I was so but... excited to get my voice back, so I was yelling. <laughs> Even though it's not 100%. <laughs> that was great. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Tune in to the next episode where we go over everyone's listener questions that we haven't already answered and give you some more insight into the Erica drama. Bye, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Bravo Docket is part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>